0: Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your, hope. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good in your world. Um, hmm. Today is one of those days when I don't really have anything that I would really want to talk about, other than the fact that I was just reflecting when I just before I started this recording. I'm in seminary and I'm doing a Bible school program and. I'm and the challenge that i have now is i almost want to drop everything else that i'm doing and focus 100% on that but i know that that is not what god wants me to do and it doesn't make sense to do that because what i need to do is you know go through the experience and allow what i'm learning to be a part of my my life you know what i mean as in i i shouldn't it shouldn't be all or nothing everything should be woven into you know, this, my, my entire life, and not, not, how do I say, okay, so it's like, I shouldn't, I need, I need to go into the world, I need to still be present, visible, active in the world, but I need to carry God with me, and let God, you know, so allow what I'm learning in seminary to really change me, and, and my experience with God to be enriched, so that I can be a, a, a greater vessel for him in the world but so god doesn't want me to remove myself from the world because the bible says that jesus wants us to go into all the world and preach the gospel so it's important that i'm out there you know um speaking and showing who god is and recently god started showing me how to you know how to live a how to how to live a gospel centered and a christ-driven life how to bring jesus more into the way in which i did my professional work and how to sort of like so he 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 started showing me how to how to model christ you know in 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 everything that i'm doing and i'm beginning to realize that it's you know i'm realizing that this is actually doable you know and i i bring jesus i'm more intentional about sharing sharing jesus without making it obvious that that's what i'm doing you know what i'm saying so do a lot of writing on linkedin and to the glory of god i'm you know there's quite some consistent following going on of people who read what what i write and you know who look forward to what i post and i i make some efforts to actually really make sure that i really do decent stuff i I don't do the typical who see me i got this award or you know but very thoughtful very reflective about life about my work about career and a lot about my profession as well but even when i'm just writing or posting about my profession god is showing me how to show forth the values that i believe in and what i stand for and i think it's so important because and i thank god that he's bringing me to this place i didn't fully understand this the way i do now because there are people who are out there mirroring a certain kind of way of doing things for instance leadership in nigeria people believe that being autocratic you know is the best sort of leadership and it does deliver results so everybody believes that that's the only kind of leader that you can be you just have to be this autocratic person who is tyrannical who doesn't really care about people and all of that and there's no one modeling that there is the choice of actually being a different kind of leader and that you will get results also but that you just have to be you know you have to be a little bit um you have to be wise about how you know you show up and the things that you do and the choices that you make and that you don't have to be wicked to be a good leader. You don't have to be heartless. You don't have to be ruthless. You know, and these are things that, as a Christian, weak, I can model. You know, so he's. Even though I think in the leadership space, God had taught me that in my working life, and I was consciously modeling behaviors of a different kind of leader. That I did. I think I did that to a very large extent. But I think, in in terms of my words and. The things that i say the things that i my words let me just put it that way the things that i because i my voice let me put yeah that's the word i was looking for he's teaching me now how to use my voice to to talk about him and what he believes and what he stands for and what is the right and righteous way of doing things and um without you know being overtly so so in other words talking about jesus in a way that that is acceptable and accessible by people of different faith beliefs backgrounds and things like that and using the context of work so i'm not necessarily preaching jesus but i'm modeling christ and um, he's just helping me with that and i'm also thinking of ways in which i can begin to create more content online that does the preaching for me since i don't really go around a lot you know i'm not you know and of course since covid i've always been an introvert but covid has just made it worse for me so i hardly ever really go out i hardly ever really meet new people although i tend to meet people online you know what i'm saying so i get to meet a lot of people i'm in touch with i've never met we work together we do stuff so there's opportunity to impact people's lives i think and um god is helping me even as i'm talking i'm realizing that that's another space i need to be a bit more intentional about about how i show up in all these online communities and little committees i get drafted into and how i you know modeling model the behaviors of christ a little bit more deliberately intentionally and, and all of that so that's really the journey that i am on and i'm, I'm as i'm reading the bible I, I i'm just so fascinated with god and and you know his word and how he's tried all this you know throughout the beginning of time he's been so committed to man and so committed to his purpose for man and i'm wondering as soon as i wonder i'm like god isn't is there anything else that you do apart from watching what's happening on this planet i'm sure that he wonders what's going on in other planets and maybe there are some other life somewhere actually there's a lot that he does because clearly there's a whole spiritual world that he's involved with which we have no line sight of and you can imagine all the things going on there and i think the reason why god okay so yes i take that statement back so you see this is where when you see things from your perspective one can be very limited so i made that comment looking at all that god has provided for us in this world and the storyline of the bible which is very much earth-centric but I failed to realize, and, and God actually sending his own son to come and die for us really does true. I don't think he's done that for anybody. At least we've not been told that he did that. And I don't think he did. From all indications, he didn't. <laughs> you know, that option wasn't given to the angels and all that. So, clearly... Everything points to the fact that man is really very special to Him, and when that Scripture in Isaiah says, "What is man that Thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that Thou vis- visitest him? You made him a little bit lower than the angels, yet You crowned him with glory and, you know, with honor and all of that. So, yes, for some reason, man is this weak and vulnerable creation of God, although a superior mental and um, emotional being, but still lower than the angels. But God has, you know, chosen him as an object of His love and so grateful to him for that i really enjoy that that vulnerability yet empowerment you know invulnerability which is who we are so god has so here i was thinking that i was you know having that train of thought but then the bible also tells us that there's a whole spiritual world when we look at revelation Have a peep into heaven and all the things going there. We see that there's a whole life going on there. There are things that are going on there. There are places, you know, there's a lot. And, you know, there, the concept of time is completely out of it you know we go into the the you know it's almost like watching those movies that take you back um, several days into the future into the back and not you know everything is just one story different realms that's exactly how the book of revelation is and also ezekiel isaiah there's so many places like that and then you know that just shows us and then all those portions where god appears to people on earth like um, the burning bush experience that abraham had mount sion you know glory of god on the mount you know all those things just show us that there's a whole spiritual world where you know a a, a bush can be burning and yet not be burnt you know or people can walk inside a fire and they're not burning so all of that subject to there's a whole world that we have no line sight of that is completely different and um And of course, you know, the the story of the talking snake in Genesis also shows us that there are some things that we'll never fully understand. Why was the snake talking? Was it a real snake? Why was he in the Garden of Eden? Where did he come from? You know, so there's just a lot that shows us that this world is far more than what we see and what we know. And the funny thing is, the more I get to observe the, the, the world and how things happen and the whole concept of good and evil. And how we see evil you know people doing evil things on earth and then still finding a way to justify the evil that they have done you know in nigeria we had this case two weeks ago where a lady was publicly viciously stoned lynched and 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 immolated burnt and the people who did the acts supposedly in the name of blasphemy still justifying not only justifying but other people also justifying the act it just you know makes you understand that for me I, I have concluded that the devil is the source of all evil because he makes people do things that ordinarily if you look at the way we are created as human beings, we ordinarily should not be able to do it. Humans should not ordinarily be able to take another life and still go home and eat a plate of food and be okay with it. I know people who have terminated pregnancies who have had PSTD as in post-traumatic stress over it for years afterwards. For even miscarriages or even whether willfully or unwillfully done. I know of people who are in turmoil who have never been themselves because of those experiences. For a life that was not yet born. You know what I'm saying? But you can willfully look at somebody in the eyes as in the person is looking into your eyes i've some people who are even unable to like kill you know close body those those really near you're able to take a life looking into the person's eyes send my goodness and still go home and eat a meal and be fine with yourself rejoice when your wife gives birth you, yeah, I don't need anybody to tell me that there's something going on in your life. I mean, there's, do you understand? There's a, there's an evil spirit that is working, because otherwise you should not be able to do it. It shouldn't come easily and naturally to you. Although I also understand that sometimes when you have, people have been indoctrinated to a certain level i still don't get it that whole concept of just i don't know you can say somebody was wrong you know have the person arrested report the person you can't why why, i don't understand that That movement street to killing and we've had a couple of cases like that in nigeria in, 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 in recent times as well some over money and that's the thing because once you can take a life in the name of god then you can take a life in the name of 100 naira You can take a life because somebody hurt you. You can take a life because a woman was rude to you. You can take a life because your wife... Was upset to you. Or or was rude to you or she upset you. You can take a life for any reason. For a bowl of meat. You can take a life actually for no reason at all. So anyways, like I said, I this isn't going in any particular direction, but I like, and if you ask me to honestly, when I, like I said, I, I, I listen to a lot of perspectives of people from who believe different things, different than what I believe. And I read and I listen. I I will honestly say that from a reasonable perspective, I, I prefer the Bible story. I think I prefer the God that the bible talks about a God that loves a God that fights for himself that tells me that vengeance is not of the is, is, is mine and I will repay a Lord that said the greatest commandment that he can give me is love and that I should love him and love everyone else as myself and every other day I, I, as the world goes on I begin to realize that when Jesus said by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. He kept emphasizing the fact that love is the greatest thing. I have seen people use violence in the name of God. I have seen people use power, political power. I have seen people use convincing arguments. I have seen people use all kinds of things. I have seen that across all cultures, across all faiths, across all religions, truly love conquers all. And that there's no point my getting into this trap of wanting to defeat or persuade other beliefs based on any other thing but love. Because when I look, looking at other people's actions, well intended, I I can't even understand, I'm saying, I assume they're well intended, although some of them I I really struggle to know. I actually just think that sometimes, because honestly, once the devil has, once a, a, a certain kind of doctrine has gotten into you, you're no longer in control of what you're doing anymore. That doctrine just begins to bear fruit. So, I can't even say that the intentions are well intended anymore. It's almost like how you know, Paul, when they killed... Because the same thing happened to Stephen actually. Actually, yeah, that's almost like a modern day enactment. So, what happened to that, to the lady in Nigeria is similar to what happened. Well, not quite the same. It's not the same because Stephen was preaching the gospel. The lady was said to have in a, in a moment of anger said some things that they felt she shouldn't have said so it's not quite the same thing because Stephen was preaching Jesus but either way the context was that in both cases the people listening felt that what they were hearing was blasphemous against the God they were serving and they decided to take the law upon themselves and stone themselves the difference though is that the Stephen thing happened 3,000 years ago and this other incident happened two weeks ago So, and the Bible says that even though Paul was not part of the people that stoned Stephen, he consented to his death. In other words, he felt, yes, those people did well. And that's what we're seeing in this modern case. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for that analogy. Because I've been trying to wrap my head around it. And I'm just realizing that, yes, this is exactly the same same sort of thing. I thought, I've been mean, like, how can people do this? But I realized that, yeah. So, the people actually... the Bible records that they they stoned Stephen and then they took their cloth they took pieces of the cloth so that people would know and say yes I'm the people that did it so it was like oh lord this is wow indoctrination at its highest it's exact it's an exact replica of what happened because these people actually did it also and they took videos and they showed pieces of matches to show you know one of them was saying I'm the one I did this I did this so I think there's something about that in that whole Historical tradition of after you've done it, you go back and you declare that you are part of the people that did it. So, anyways, yeah. Uh, and just to be clear, these these people were not Christian, so you know, so yeah. Anyway, so that, that that's a. That. The point I'm trying to make is that when I look at all of that. And I look at the God of Christ, Jesus Christ, who says we should love one another. And Stephen, when he was being stoned, said, Father, forgive them for, I mean, you know, lay this not to their charge. And then Jesus also going to Paul, who consented to the death and to the lynching of Stephen, and saying, why are you persecuting me? You cannot kick against the pricks. Who art thou, Lord? And then Jesus says, I am Jesus, who you persecute. So God, not even you know holding that against paul but rather making him realize that i you know if you're not it's me you're persecuting not this person and showing himself so that paul can see that he's actually real and that he's god and that stephen was right in preaching about him now like i said i'm not drawing exact parallels between the case in nigeria what happened with Stephen? Because they're two different things, in that Stephen was actually preaching the gospel of Christ. But I'm talking about the difference between when, between what God, what, what God and Jesus and Christ stand for, and what other some other faith beliefs stand for. Because God, Christ, and Jesus would never tell you to take a life on behalf, on his behalf, never. And anybody that tells you that, you, you already know that that person is not speaking for Christ. But rather, he will tell you, love your enemies. Pray for them that use you and, 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 and persecute you. He also does say that he also wants against not speaking against the Holy Ghost. But then he he makes it clear that that person will not be, you know, that the judgment that will come against that person would come from him. So my role on earth is to love Judgment, all of those things belongs to God. It doesn't mean that, you know, as a Christian leader, yes, I will exercise discipline if I need to in my within people that I have um, on, um, whatever over. But I have no business, you know, executing judgment of any kind, and definitely not of a certain physical, anything that will bring about physical harm. My hand must not be in it is what the bible teaches we are also told to follow peace as much as lies with us with all men but the only thing is that the gospel of Jesus Christ that must be preached so whether we find ourselves in a situation like Stephen or not where there are people around us who don't want to hear that gospel we don't have to try to force it down their throats but we won't stop preaching the gospel because of that to those who want to hear That means that sometimes one may find oneself in a very dangerous situation. And I think what my reflection on that is that you don't go looking for trouble, but you obey God. And I think God will give each and every one of us what we cannot do. And I'm I think this is the Holy Spirit speaking to me now because of some things, these things that have been going on around the the, the, the in, in Nigeria. What we cannot do as a Christian is to not preach the gospel because of the beliefs of people around me or because of their fears or because of the things they would yeah what that's what we cannot do so yeah Yeah. so um i think all i'm saying is i realize now that god is love and i understand why he says we should love one another and that it is the greatest commandment and I am going to spend the rest of my life. So I, so I think even in the preaching of the gospel, the motive has to be love. It's not about proving a point. It's not about just antagonizing people. It has to be love. And if you cannot preach, if I cannot preach the gospel in love, then I better not preach it at all. Because the Bible says that even if I give my, my body to be burned, in fact, He actually gave that example in First Corinthians. And oh, you have not love. He says yeah, it, it profits you nothing. Because at the end of the day God weighs the hearts. So at so the, the starting point for me in my walk with God is learning to love. To love those who disagree with me to love those who hate what I believe to love those who do not understand how I can even believe what I believe. To love myself as well and to love all those that Christ died for. In other words all of humanity and to realize that, just like in the story of Paul and Saul, and oh yeah, I see where you're going with that Holy Spirit, the Saul of yesterday can be the Paul of tomorrow. And I think that is why God brought that story to me. I had never really joined the whole. So what Holy Spirit has done now is use this whole, the reflections of my heart following what's been going on in my country, Nigeria, to draw a parallel between the the, the what happened to Stephen. Saul's role in the aftermath of it and how God used all of that to still bring Paul who turned out to be one of the greatest if not the greatest apostle in the early church but he was before just before that just before Christ revealed himself to him he was the the one who would consent to the death of Stephen and someone who was completely who felt that the, the gospel of Christ was 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 blasphemous and it was wrong. So, um, yeah, and I think that story shows a lot about the love of Christ because God never really, really held it against Paul that he did what he did because, and I think so and I think that's because he saw that he really, really felt he was God. I, you know, I, I I see my own observation, and I know this. My observation is that God really does weigh the hearts, and whenever people are genuinely you know misdirected God will find a way to get someone you know get you to see what the truth is to get you to that place where you can consider the truth by yourself and then make a choice and then when he's done that he leaves you you know and um, yeah we see examples of that in the bible with Cornelius with Paul and with so many other people devout people he will just hand them you know if he sees that you really have that desire to know him I, I don't know if he does it for everyone, but the Bible seems to I, I've seen enough of him doing that with people he has a way of direct you know directing you back as he did to paul so at the end of the day, love conquers all that's it love conquers all i'm I'm beginning to find that it's the most powerful weapon i i I am seeing that when you use ev- any other thing but, but but love, you fall into the trap of the enemy. And then you become, you know, you become part of his army. You are undifferentiated. And you don't necessarily get the results that you want. I mean, even in Nigeria, we've seen people fighting wars of violence and everything. They've, all they've achieved this is bloodshed. At the end of the day, what they've achieved, none, none, none of them has achieved it. Maybe temporary power here and there. But compared to what they thought they were going to get they haven't in fact they haven't achieved it at all so um, but love actually does it does it does it it seems to 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 have it, it has the greatest potential to to swing things around it, it's it, not even potential it it the greatest power it does it it it, it has a way to grab people that they are not. It's almost like it operates in stealth mode, you know. It just has the power to do what no other thing can do. I've, 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 the power of love, and I see why the devil goes to a great extent to 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 show us other things that we can. We, you know, yeah. love is actually the most, it's, it's the greatest commandment. I'm just going to leave this here because. I'm I'm coming to yeah this is God talking to me and I have to spend some time reflecting on this after this recording. So thank you very much for listening. God bless you, stay lifted. have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. amen.